everyone. I'm Alex, and I'm the hands behind Lovecraft Crochet, my plush user for the anxious, depressed, autistic, and neurodivergent. Small enough to travel in a purse, backpack, diaper bag, or even your pocket. You can check out my Facebook page or TikTok to see what patterns are available, and stay tuned for the new ones coming out. I also make hats, scarves, blankets, and dice bags for the tabletop gamer or dice goblin in your life. Feel free to order through the page, TikTok, or via email at love.craft.crochet.com. Now, back to the segment. Due to the graphic and disturbing nature of the crimes discussed, listener discretion is advised. Retrostatic Radio presents Killing 15 Minutes. Hello and welcome to Killing 15 Minutes, where we will give you your serial killer fix in 15 minutes or less, or your podcast is free. I'm Sam Rossi, and shortly I'll be handing a poorly written synopsis of a serial killer to my brother, who hasn't read it, on a serial killer he's most likely hasn't heard of. This should be fun. Good luck, bro. Thanks, Sam. Between 1909 and 1914, an unknown subject slaughtered at least 15 women in Atlanta, earning the moniker the Atlanta Ripper. Fifteen women? Fifteen women. On May 28, 1911, the body of Belle Walker was found by her sister, 25 yards from her home. Her throat had been slit. The crime would be reported in the Atlanta Constitution, headline reading, Negro Woman Killed, No Clue to Slayer. As news of more murders spread, the dark-skinned population of Atlanta were filled with terror, more so than being a black person in Atlanta. Uh, yeah, more so because it was more... Uh, he, he preferred the darker meat. And especially being in 1911... Uh, yes. You are just off of Reconstruction, technically. It's still, detect- still in the Reconstruction. No, it's in a Reconstruction from, like, 1890-something to 1908 or something like that. Maybe you're right. No, no, you might be right. Either way... We're coming We're coming off the Civil War. We're, we're still fresh. We're, we're fresh off the Civil War. Oh, there would be another episode we could do. The uh, Night Doctors. Oh, yeah. Anywho, by, yeah. Ni- <laughs> by July 3rd, after the eighth consecutive killing, the Baltimore Sun reported that news of the murders had caused fewer black women to be on the streets at night, and black service workers were actually refusing to go to work after dark. News reports also noted the similarities of the victims in the case. By the end of 1911, 15 women, all dark-skinned, all in their early 20s, had been murdered in the same manner. The women were all described as good-looking and neatly dressed, with many of them having an education. The murders were described as being committed with a knife or other sharp object, with their gruesomeness, with their gruesomeness being of particular note. The murderer would rip tear, and mutilate the bodies of the victims after death. Lena Sharp was described as an almost decapitation. The press dubbed him the Atlanta Ripper, and the search for the serial killer and the search for the serial killer found six suspects, but no convictions followed. The Ripper may have had as many as 21 victims, but there is no conclusive proof that the murders were carried out by one person. It was reported that the daughter of one of the victims, who was also attacked, but recovered, actually saw the attacker. 
She described him as a large black man who was powerfully built and neatly dressed. And that is another one of those dangling participles of yours. Or dangling scripts, rather. Yeah, there's no real ending. Well, unsolved cases are very hard to have a conclusive ending to. True, especially one that's so so old that it's over 100 years. Oh my god, it is over 100 years old, isn't it? Yeah. So, all of these, I'm assuming this was more of like a spree killing. I, I would put up it more as a spree killer, only for the fact that... Well, a few, only a few of the dates you put down... They didn't give that many dates because back then, most... The, most newspapers were either monthlies or weeklies or they did not have... Dailies. Yeah. And only, like... Only Atlanta most, might have had dailies. Right, but... Would it be direct? You know, they still had segregation. That's true, and so it might have been only black, you know, newspapers that were. And one of the major problems I've noticed with, especially looking into histories, especially anything over like fifty years old, one, some things never digitalized. Yep. Or got to the digitalization stage, so a lot of um, indie fanzines. I know that's my wheelhouse. Is you know, comic book history. So. As well as pop culture in general, but you, you get see a, a lot there's of a, a lot of you know people who were due just to put it in modern terms with Xerox of their own news you know newsletter and hand it out. Right. None of those really have like a lot of indie comics from the 70s and 80s actually don't have digital copies, even scans available. Because there's not available because there's not any nobody thought to so, save them. Exactly. They were so niche you know yeah one maybe a block in atlanta had their own you know newsletter essentially and no one you know in 1911 no one's going to really be thinking but we could be wrong and having it where we're you know thinking of them being more backwards but it is atlanta well, it's not that i'm saying that it's backwards i'm saying but there's, that... there, i don't uh, could because it is atlanta being a major city yeah, I would believe that they would have probably had dailies. But then also in 1911, you've got to think about how much of the... Segregation, you know... What, how much of what, the black community... Was saving those you know, those articles. I wasn't even thinking that. I was thinking just on an education level. True. And I don't mean that as, you know... No, we are coming off of the Civil War. We sh- We are hitting the... Where there is an education level happening. happening. Yeah, but it's still not, you know, even... Even white communities in out in the early nineteenth, the early twentieth century. Oh, very long It's the hurt. same. It's the same thing. Where yeah, you know, even white communities probably don't have would have newsletters or some form of handout, but most of them wouldn't be saved. And historically, it's really hard. It may not be you know to look at. It's like you get to a point where. You can't find the documentation. Exactly. So based on what was given to me through Wikipedia and the art, the articles that they were able to find, that they had sourced, there was only a couple given. Well, I think the conclusion to draw here is that the Atlanta Ripper case, there's 15 women there. And there's actually a lot that we could discuss about this. So, if you'd like a part two to this, where we talk about more in-depth stuff, such as suspects, 
what they actually knew about the killer outside of the very bare bones. We are only a blurb section, not the full meal. I'm AJ Carey. And I'm Sam Rossi. Deuces. Later, y'all. Killing 15 Minutes is hosted by Arthur Carey, with scripts written and researched by Sam Rossi. If you like this episode or want to stay updated on this series, consider following Killing 15 Minutes on Patreon or Retrostatic Radio on all major social media platforms. Good night and God bless. You're watching Retrostatic Radio.